the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. We had a great first tip, and now I'm thrilled to be with, as I said in the beginning of the show, one of the smartest, best real estate attorneys I know, uh, Stephen Ebert. And, Steve, we missed you last week, so I'm so glad you're here. What, you know, what do you see going on? So much is going on. What do you, you know, what do you think? Oh, sorry, I couldn't make it last week, Dottie. Oh, it's good to be back. You know, there is, you're absolutely right. We are seeing in a market that has a lot of inconsistent information. You know, I'm working on some transactions that go into contract in about a day and a half and some that sit for weeks. And so this is where you're seeing all sorts of, I think, mixed information on pricing, on inventory, and different approaches. And I would say this is where, you know, there's the old addict study that in real estate, you make your money on the buy, meaning if you really understand the market and you understand the neighborhood and you understand how to price and approach, that's where the real opportunity is. And right now, what I'm seeing is for people who have shown that they know their business and that they're deliberate, there's good opportunity there. Um, and, and people are and people are active. Steven? Dottie, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, great. Yeah, so we're seeing definitely transactions going on. People are definitely active. Um, you know, I think you have a few I think you have a few things going on. Number one, you had interest rates going up. Um, that increase has somewhat leveled off. And I think people realize that their buying power has changed. They have one segment of the market that wants to take advantage and do a transaction while there's still opportunity to go ahead and do that. So that's one piece of the story. And the other part has always been the inventory equation, right? What's going on with that? I mean, this inflation is higher than it's been for, I don't know, 40 years, they say. What do you, how is that affecting everything? Because obviously that, that decreases buying power. A hundred percent, Dottie. It definitely does, but what, well, I think what you'll see in the short term is you're going to see an increase in the number of transactions because I think what people realize is that everyone – I mean, look at where interest rates were a year ago, right? What were they, the two and a half, three? Missed, yeah, two and a half, three and a half, right, in that range. And now, you know, people are lucky if they're getting 5% on the 30-year fix. 
So all of a sudden, their buying power went down. So I think what you're going to see in the short term is people wanting to lock in their economics, right? And this is a classic scenario that happens um, at these times. People want to lock in their economics before rates go up further. And so by having that big run-up, people all of a sudden, you know, said, wait, I need to take advantage of it. Conversely, though, what happened is that you had sellers who maybe wanted to sell but couldn't sell because of the lack of a place to move to. Right. So now, no seeing, so now I'm starting to see also inventory getting to a healthier level, right? You want to have good product selection, um, and, and I'm seeing an increase in inventory. I'm not seeing well, that's a good. massive increase in inventory. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's not that there's too much inventory, but there was so little. I always said we would have a lot more sales if we had inventory. There was no inventory. So having a little bit more inventory is a plus, uh, you know, is a big plus. And as far as interest rates, you know, Stephen, I I was looking at, um, in the beginning of the show, I happened to look up, and in 1981, uh, the interest rates, and they wanted to cut inflation, went up to like 18%. So if you historically look at interest rates over the long haul, they're still relatively low if you look at, you know, over the long haul. And second of all, I think we discussed, I mean, how many people live in a place for 30 years? So maybe people should look at different options because maybe you don't need a 30-year mortgage. A hundred percent. You know, the average mortgage is paid off and I'll put that in quotes for a second, um, in seven years. Now, that could be because people refinance, people sell and move, right? So there's a lot to that. But right. exactly right. And I always tell this to clients. You know, some people say, oh, I want the security of a 30-year fixed mortgage. And then they tell me in the next breath, but it's a starter home, and I think I'll be moving within five years. Well, then why are you paying the premium for an extra 25 years of certainty that you don't need? So I'm a firm believer of, you know, finding the right product, and especially now when that could be a big difference um, in the cost of money and, and what you can afford. So a- absolutely, you, you got to be cognizant about that. And that is why you really need, and I stress this all the time, a great team. You need a real estate, a really great real estate attorney like Stephen. You also need a great financing person who understands financing, and a great real estate broker. And with a great team, you are going to do the best that you can do because there's so many different options. And I think that people traditionally, because when I started the business, which was a long time ago, here was the deal. There's three mortgages. A VA, obviously you had to be a veteran to get that. Okay, FHA, which was insured by the government, but, you know, your price had to be under a certain amount. Conventional, like, you know, a 30-year. And people just took 30 or 60 because, you know, 100 years ago, people lived in houses forever, and their whole dream was to pay off their house and have no mortgage. What they didn't realize is that taxes would be higher than their mortgage when they paid off their mortgage. But in any event, that's just not the way it is. And so people, I think, get fixed on that 30-year rate mortgage because it's just kind of traditionally when there's so many different financing options today and depending on your circumstances. Absolutely. And for sellers, you know, and also 
sellers also need to be careful what kind of mortgage the buyer is going with, right? A Would seller could have had that? a, a yeah. buyer. Like, for example, you could have a situation where a buyer was actively looking in January and got pre-approved. And they say, right. oh, they're approved to get a million-dollar mortgage. And then if they show that letter to a seller and you're saying, oh, great, this buyer is very is highly approved for, right. for even more than what they need for our transaction, be careful because when they got approved for that $1 million mortgage, they were getting a 3.5% rate, not a 5% rate. So, what advice would you give the sellers now? What should they ask? Or ask the broker so or the number, Yeah, so great question. So number one, you want to have a real pre-approval. That's number one. You want to make sure it's from a reputable lender, and you want to make sure it's current. Look at the date of that pre-approval, because if that pre-approval is dated, then they probably use the different interest rate. And they use an interest rate that's much higher than the current rate. And, when, and, if, that, and, and if rates go up, that means the price for that money goes up, which means they may not actually be approved for that million-dollar mortgage today. Maybe only approved for an 800000 and that could make all the difference. So that's and number that's one. And that's such a good point. So would you, tell, would you tell the buyers that if they have a pre-approval when they went and the interest rates were like 3%, that they should go back and get an, go back to get the bank to the bank again and get a new a hundred percent. They should be in absolute communication because if you look closely at a pre-approval letter, it talks about the dollar amount of a loan they're approved for, but it never says at what rate. So as a seller, if you look at that pre-approval letter, you don't know if that's actually still good. So you want to make sure that's current. That's number one. Number two, you got to take a, you got to make sure that they have a current statement of net worth. You know, unfortunately, the stock market's gotten a little bit beat up lately. Right. Mm. And for people who who've invested heavily in cryptocurrency assets, some of them have dropped by a third or even 50 percent, even among some of the more widely held ones. So you definitely want to see a current statement. I would I wouldn't accept a statement from February. I would want to see the May statement and to see what's going on, because, again, when you're getting a mortgage, it's not just a, the ability to make the monthly payment based on income, but it also includes having enough assets for the down payment and post-closing liquidity. And especially if you're a co-op owner, right? I think if you're, on a, if you're a co-op board and you're looking at a prospective buyer, you want to definitely look a little bit closely, not just at what the aggregate numbers are, but where people are invested in. Right. Maybe you have, and, particularly in New York, you have a lot of people with stock options and so forth. And you want to make sure that they're highly diversified because we're seeing a bit of choppiness in the stock market. You know, those points are so well taken. And that is why I urge anybody who's selling a home, you need to use a real estate attorney who's versed. And that's what they do, because these are questions that. Somebody else isn't going to ask, and people just kind of don't really realize what goes into that. And you could be wasting your time with somebody who really is not going to qualify. And as you said, the market, I didn't even think about that, but of course it's dropped. And so their network, you know, might have really dropped since they got pre-qualified. So that's why you really need an attorney like Stephen 
who knows the business and knows what questions as a seller that you need to ask that buyer before you accept them. Because, Stephen, if I accept the seller and they don't get a mortgage, for most part, I'm just going to be wasting my time and, you know, I'll have to start all over again when I find out they're not approved. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you're not only losing the time and also you have the cost of carrying the apartment or home during that time period, which could be many thousands of dollars. But also, again, we're in a time where you might see what I would call a microburst or a micro decline. And, and what I mean by that is you could see time periods where all of a sudden there's a, a, a little bit of an improvement or a drop even within an overall trend line. So, for example, what I've noticed is that we're seeing some weeks that are very busy, some weeks that are quieter. And, you know, as opposed to sort of a nice, easy, steady-as-they-go kind of market, we're seeing it's busy, it's quieter, it's busy, it's quieter, a much more jagged market. So th this is where, you know, having something, a, a deal not work out, costs you that extra uncertainty, which you wouldn't have maybe in a different market. Right, and kind of there, there is a lot of uncertainties now. You know, I, 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 you know, I was, you know, I was reading on, I was googling last night, and so people are asking, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Some say we are. Some say we're not. Some say we're already in one. Some say it's looming. Some people say, well, should I buy in a recession? Should I wait? Is it cheaper to buy in a recession? And I say, hey, listen. If you can, you can never time the market perfectly. It's impossible. So if you do what Stephen's saying, you get a great attorney that specializes in real estate, a good finance person, and a good broker, and work with them. And then, as we said earlier in the show, it's not only what you can borrow, it's how you want to live, what you're comfortable in paying. Um, I think that there's no perfect time to buy. But what do you think of the prices in New York? Did you ever expect it to come back as quickly as it did? I mean, rents were like $5,000 a month. I mean, who's going to be able to afford that? Stephen, do you – well, as I was saying, the rents are very high. So you really have to make sure that you qualify and that you have your stuff in order and that you're quick to get to the rental and that you have all your documentation to prove that you have everything there. Okay. So I think Stephen, we lost Stephen for a second, so I'm sure he'll be calling back. But as I was saying initially, we we would make sure that when you're going to to either whether it's buy a home or do a rental, it's a very competitive market. So you want to have all your ducks in order, and if you're the landlord or if you're the seller, you want to make sure that you have asked all the right questions because. You know, in a month's time, somebody's net worth could have changed completely, um, or somebody could have, as Stephen said, qualified when 
the interest rates were 3% or 2.5% and they're not going to qualify now. So you, you really have to make sure everything is current. And that's why I always say don't, I mean, not that your son-in-law is not a great person or your daughter-in-law, but use a real estate attorney. Um, it's like if I, if you, God forbid, we'll get it. if you get divorced, you don't want to use a real estate attorney, you want to use a divorce attorney. And if you obviously commit a crime, you want to use somebody that specializes in that field. And so, you know, you don't want to just use anybody uh, when it comes to that thing. And I also think another opportunity to look at is second homes. Um, and again, when you sit with a financing person, you might find that you don't need as much as you think to put down. And again, you have to look at rent rolls. Stephen, we lost you for a second, I think. Yeah, I know. The, you know what? The good and bad of technology. The, uh, okay. So I'm, I'm so, back here. So sorry about that. No, so, that's okay. I just, you know, I just didn't know I was talking to I didn't know I was. But listen, while I have you on the phone, you know what I wanted to talk about also while we have you back? Now, when you get an apartment in the city, and it happened to me, and when, I, when it happened to me, I was coming from the suburbs, so I really wasn't really aware. And I bought this apartment, and it had a view. Uh, and I paid for that view because, obviously, in the city, just like in the suburbs, if you're on the water, you're going to pay. A view counts. It makes the price go higher. And um, I wasn't probably in maybe a year or two, and all of a sudden I see the builder the building that was kind of lower than my floor, all of a sudden he's building higher and higher, and I'm saying, oh, my God, he's going to take my view away. And I happened to know the builder, and I said, you know, I have a dartboard, and I'm throwing darts at you every day, and I hope you go bankrupt. I was kidding, of course, but it ended up he had air rights, and when I bought the apartment, I had a view. And he was able to build another 20 floors of something and which blocked my view completely. And therefore, then I had no view. How does someone protect themselves over that? How do they know that? What should they look at? So that's a great question, Dottie. And there is some techniques that are out there um, to exactly, um, you know, protect oneself. At first, you know, historically, to be able to find out if something is going on, you would need to go ahead and pull permits. You would need to do get an architect and analyze uh, bit by bit as to, um, you know, what can be done in an area. And now what's happened is we've worked with a couple of vendors, and there are some great, amazing tools that are out there, Dottie, that did not exist before. And what you can do now is we, we are able to get – and we can get this typically in about five days in Manhattan, in Manhattan and in Brooklyn, Queens and the Bronx. So it's not all New York statewide, but we can get actually what I call a sightline report where we can actually get a three-dimensional rendering, pull, um, we have the maps of the city, we can actually pull permits and then also calculate what's already there. Well, Stephen, stay on the line because I, Stephen, we're we're doing a commercial break, but I really want to continue talking about this. So, can you stay on the line a few more minutes, and we can talk about what the buyer needs to know, okay, about the air rights and whether they can build and what the seller, when you buy something, maybe they could build on top and they don't know it. So, I'd love to finish. It's a very important topic. We're going to continue air rights with Stephen. 
We finish this quick commercial break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation has openings for principal biostatisticians in East Hanover, New Jersey, responsible for all statistical work, scientific and operational, for one or more assigned trials in collaboration with the clinical trial team and leads implementation of modern and innovative clinical trial and experimental designs, statistical models, analyses, and data exploration at the study level. Send resume to Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, attention Bona Kwok, One Health Plaza, East Hanover, New Jersey, 07936. Must reference job number XY6599. New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, provides peace of mind knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for calm. Call 844-55-RIVER. That's 844-55-RIVER or visit riversedge.org. Where are your family's old film reels, videotapes, and photos? Are they sitting in dusty shoeboxes and neglected bins at risk of completely fading away? Digitizing your aging media with Legacy Box is the safe and easy way to preserve and pass down your family's legacy. Simply send your Legacy Box kit filled with old home movies and pictures. Legacy Box does the rest, converting your moments to DVD or digital. Legacy Box has been trusted by over 1 million families and has over 10,000 five-star reviews. Be your family's hero. Unlock the memories trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, and 8mm reels. Experience the joy and excitement of re-watching your wedding day, baby's first steps, and Christmas mornings. Feel relief knowing all those cherished moments are safe from fires and water damage. The Legacy Box Father's Day event is happening now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 50%. Legacy Box is great for your family or as a gift for dad. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Reliability, dependability, quality, and value. Sentiments not usually associated with an affordable four-door sedan. Meet the 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. Starting from $15,465 with 35 miles per gallon city and 41 miles per gallon highway, this makes the Mirage G4 the class leader in fuel economy, but not boring. The G4 is connected for adventure with the latest technology of Apple CarPlay and Android Auto Standard. Precious cargo? Mitsubishi G4 comes standard with loads of safety features, including forward collision mitigation with pedestrian detection. And it's all backed with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty to give you peace of mind. Come visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. That's 732-863-2788. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're talking about a very important subject with Stephen Edward, and that's about air rights. And as soon as that, we will have Peter Conti, who is going to talk about insurance and some of the things that you need to know. Um, so, Stephen, let's finish with that. If I'm a seller, Okay, if I'm a buyer, okay, um, how do I find out if there are rare air rights? But it, it, or if the, the building across from me has air rights, and I'm not, and I'm really not going to have a view 
uh, or that potentially I might lose my view. Is it the broker's responsibility, or is it my? You know, whose responsibility is it? The sellers to disclose well, that, or is it kind of you have to do your own homework? It, it really falls on the buyer's side, and if they really want to do that extra due diligence, um, you know, the obligation that the brokers have in New York is to be truthful and honest but they have no obligation to bring up the question they have no obligation to go ahead and actually um, do do actually any further research uh, on this so you know it really falls on the buyer side and most buyers do not do due diligence on neighboring buildings and zoning sometimes they may ask a question sometimes they may Google an address or something like that. But the reality is there's really no one perfect central way to analyze it. And historically, it would be very expensive and time-consuming. You do title searches on different properties. You actually have to pull out the, the city map. You have to actually do renderings, get involved with a zoning attorney and our architect to really get a complete answer. But we've been able to, uh, with a vendor, be able to, in one week, get a sightline report to actually see what legally is possible to be built. And well, that's, that, that is such the, an then, important thing. I mean, that alone is worth every bit of whatever someone's going to pay you because truthfully, if you're paying for a view and obviously people pay for views, I mean, in the city, a view is a view and you potentially aren't going to have that down the road. Um, that's kind of something I think you should try to know. And, and the funny, I, I agree. And the funny thing is, the cost is actually relatively low to get those sightline reports and do it. Um, so, you know, it makes sense for a lot of people. Obviously, in certain circumstances, it's unnecessary, right? If you know your building is on the waterfront, right, right outside your building, there's water, there's no land there, you can figure that out. In certain locations, you can figure out it's not. It's not changing, but in a lot of cases, there's a lot of city left to build and rebuild, right? And, and that's what happens, particularly in Manhattan. And so, you know, we always, we always bring up the concept of clients for, for buildings where, you know, it's appropriate. And, and it saves clients a lot. We have, we have some transactions pending right now where this is a part of the negotiation. Well, that's certainly a disappointment. If you, not a disappointment. I, it, to me, it's a loss of money because if you are paying for a view, not only that you want to have that and that's something that you want to have, if you go to sell your apartment and you don't have that view anymore, that's going to affect your price because, you know, view counts. So I would say that's really important. And, and as I said, uh, it, that is why it is so important to use an attorney. And I didn't even know that you had the ability to do that without going through that whole rigmarole. So how do it, people really, reach you, Stephen? Really, how do they how do they reach you? How do they get in touch with you? Well, the be, the best is through our website, and um, or, and the best is through our website, which is www. dot c a s s i n l l p. dot com. Um, you can then get my phone number and email address. That's really the best way. Um, and then, of course, through the show as well. Right. You can always email us to the radio show or send your questions, and we'll always get back to you. But as I said, so before you uh, 
support for this lovely weekend, which might rain, but whatever. I think we have a lot of things going on in the city this weekend. Isn't it the uh, Kentucky Derby today? And I think it's the Belmont Stakes. I mean, I was writing down. Yeah, I think it was the Belmont Stakes and uh, I think maybe the Kentucky Derby or maybe um, I think the Tribeca Film Festival starts soon. There's a lot going on. But what are the, before you 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 leave us until next week, what are there any tips that you want to give? Anything that you would want to give our, our our listeners? I think the best thing is to keep on looking and be fully informed. I think that is the key thing to do. And if you go ahead and do that, um, that that is the best thing you can do. And and have the great team. Yes, because as I always say, and I think you would agree, knowledge is power. And information, the more you know, the better equipped you will be to make a decision. And um, and with that, Steve, have a great weekend, and I can't wait to be on next week with you. Likewise. Thank you, Daddy. Be well. You're welcome. And now, of course, we are going to be on with our favorite insurance, uh, Peter He's been on our show, I think, since the beginning. Um, he's a licensed insurance broker at Honig, Conti, and Perino, and he specializes in protecting businesses and families, um, and he's headquartered in Manhattan for over 120 years, insuring businesses and livelihoods. Peter, I don't want to say good morning because I think we're closer to the afternoon, but good, good, good afternoon. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent, Dottie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And, Peter, before I forget and before we talk, I have to ask you a personal question. I have a home that I kind of tore down a while ago, and I redid it. And I, and, 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 and so I do have to put a call with you because when you do that, don't you have to up your insurance? Like, you know, if, it, if your property is probably going up in value? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I tell people all the time, my favorite customers are the ones who just completely redo their home because it's so easy to figure out how much insurance you need because you have that number right there, especially if it was a gut renovation on a condo co-op or if you tore down your home and rebuilt, however much it costs to build it the way you wanted it is exactly how much we need to insure you for just because you already have that number and we already know because of that. There's no guesswork. There's no nothing. The the contractors just built it. And that final bill, that final amount is exactly how much we need to put on your policy. So you know, yeah, I was sitting there, yeah, because I was sitting there last week and I just, you know, I had pneumonia. So I was kind of in bed and I really had so much time to think. I was a little bored and I, I'm looking at my home and I'm like, God, I did this over, I finished it over a year or so ago and I never upped my insurance. So I have to give you, so I will be calling you this week. But for those people who just, while we're on that subject, if you redid your home and, 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 you know, is there a rule of thumb and you think that it's going to be worth more, you, you need to double check and make sure that you have enough insurance that God forbid something happens that you can replace that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even if you just redo a bathroom or a kitchen or redo your floors, that bill, that final bill the contractor gives you 
call us and give us that amount, and then we need to make sure to add it to your insurance just because we will need to up your coverage. You just spent, you know, especially in New York, $50,000 plus to redo a kitchen or bathroom. Let's make sure it's protected, and let's make sure if something happens, you can get it back exactly the way it was, the way you wanted it, you know, after the renovation. Now, I have a question for you, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear this answer. Is there any way, without jeopardizing too much, or or without putting yourself under too much risk, is there any way to reduce your, like if, you know, you're strapped for bills or you want to sign a kind of cut cost, is there a way to reduce homeowner's insurance? Now, that's a vague question because it would all depend on how much insurance you have, I would imagine. But are there any tips or rules of thumb that you could give us? Yeah, absolutely. So there's almost uh, there's the discounts portion of the uh, policy, which, you know, if you install a central station burglar alarm, central station fire alarm, you know, uh, an alarm that communicates directly with the police station or anything like that, then there should be discounts on your policy. And typically all carriers will have a spot for us as your agent or broker to input that info and it does give you a good discount um and the second way is if you were to adjust your deductible now i get a lot of calls from people who are looking for insurance but they have a tight budget on insurance now as an agent i'm in a rock and a hard place because i want to insure you for the full value but i also need to make sure that it fits within your as the insured's realm of what you want to spend annually for insurance. So one of the ways I do that is I adjust the deductible number. And now a quick insurance lesson, the higher the deductible, the lower your premium goes. So it's almost like I'm saying to the insureds who typically are overconfident that nothing will ever happen. Well, and I don't say this while I'm talking to them, but this is the best way to explain it. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Why don't you retain some of the risk by carrying a higher deductible on your policy, and then your premium will go down for the annual amount. And just make sure that, you know, in whatever bank account, anywhere, you have that amount of deductible saved up so that if there is a claim or if there is a loss and something happens to you, you can make sure that you pay the deductible and your lower annual premium, make sure that your apartment gets or house gets put back exactly how it was before. So Okay, Mike, you would know. have to call that question because I have another question for you and I think gosh, there's a lot of commercials. <laughs> I think we have another commercial coming up, but I want to finish that and then I have another question for you uh, about deductibles. We'll be right back with Michael Conti and we're talking about insurance. And you certainly can email us any questions you might have. We'll be right back with Michael. Paragon Tap and Table is one of my favorite places to dine. You can usually find me in there once a week, chowing down while enjoying one of the 20 great local craft beers on tap. Join me Thursday, June 16th, 6 p.m., for a beer and food pairing dinner with beer selected from Twin Elephant Brewing that'll match up wonderfully with the cuisine. You'll be able to chat with the brewer and myself during the courses of dinner. More details on the dinner and to purchase tickets, call Paragon at 732-931-1776. For more info on Paragon, head to their website, ParagonNJ.com. Paragon Tap and Table, 77 Central Avenue in Clark, New Jersey. I hope to see you 
on Thursday, June 16th. Join on-air TV and radio legal analyst attorney Arthur Idala for the Arthur Idala Power Hour every weekday evening at 6. The show is a mix of timely news and current events from a legal angle, compelling talk with high-profile guests and everyday people calling in, and discussions on state and local politics, health and wellness, entertainment, and more. The Arthur Idala Power Hour with attorney Arthur Idala, making the case for the city he loves. Weekday evenings at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. My energy seems to improve. And then also, I didn't mention it, but my sleeping, uh, you know, I've been having trouble with that where I'd wake up several times through the night. Now I I don't seem to be uh, having that problem. I just feel better. Start your journey. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code BALANCE. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and start getting cash back in every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an extra $0.25 per gallon cash back in your first fill-up. That's promo code SALEM. Remember, use promo code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots. So I get the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. And the Licko Chops within a four-week total. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog. And she loves it. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. And Peter, I apologize. I, I had a question from a Michael, and I said Michael instead of Peter because I was reading a question somebody just sent in, so I apologize. Um, like, so we were talking about the insurance and that you should definitely have it up. And, you know... As far as the deductible, you, you're like, how much is that based on how much you're like, in other words, like, here's what happens to me. A lot of times I have like things that happened and everyone tells me, well, don't report it because, and actually, I don't think I've ever reported anything because they said, well, if you report it and let's say it's a number that's not like, like it's not 20,000, let's say it's about a thousand dollars. They said, well, if you report it, your insurance is only going to go up, so you shouldn't report it. So I really never reported anything that was really little. Now, what's the, the truth to that or the fallacy? I mean, because that, that, that comes up quite often. Yeah, we're in a, I'm definitely in a very interesting industry. We're there on potentially the darkest day of your life, but also 
unfortunately, some carriers will hold it against you, whether you put in that claim or not. Now, it definitely depends on what kind of claim and what specifically happened. Um, for example, if, if, if it's a catastrophe uh, like a hurricane or an earthquake or something that affects generally a good amount of people, a ton of houses all over, then what happens is it gets rated as a catastrophe loss, and then that's not held against you. But if it's something like uh, your air conditioner is leaking on your floor, which is also a different, you know, a little different of a ball of wax, then, yeah, it could count against you, and you could be surcharged for having a loss. A lot of carriers give you a loss-free discount, so when you put in a claim, automatically that loss-free discount will go away on your next renewal, and then your premium will be higher. But it definitely depends on the size of the loss, right? If you have, if you get home after a long day at work and there's water everywhere, I mean, you you got to put in that loss. I, I, I don't know. It's not something you could handle on your own for sure. If it's a lot of money, that's one thing. But we're talking, yeah. like, if there's something that's a couple of hundred dollars, and I'm not saying that to say that it's not, that's not a lot of money. But in other words, how do you know? Would you call your insurance yeah. agent? Would you call you and say, look, this is what happens. Uh, I, I spilled water all over my floors, and I wrecked my wood floor. It's probably about damage of about $300. Should I put the claim in or should I just pay it? Would you call you or something? Is that how you, I mean, how do you know? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great example. Call me because as your agent, it's my job to guide you in terms of what claims should be put in and whatnot. And I will never take away your right to put in a claim, but for a $300 loss, I would definitely not recommend putting in a claim. The typical Wait, no, you're just going to give a recommendation. Obviously a person is free to yeah. do what they choose to. But that's why you want an agent like yourself that you can, you know, that's somebody who knows the ins and outs. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it does pay to just pay it yourself. And sometimes it doesn't. And again, and everything is, like I said at the beginning of the show about everything we talk about, there's no one size fits all. You know, everything is individual. And so that's why it's so, you know, that you can call you and and we're going to take all that information. Okay. Now, It's summer, and people have pools. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I now I saw an article that people are renting out their pools. Now, if you, which I don't think I would personally ever do, but if you do that, do you don't you have liability? Because I worry about my pool just that somebody should walk in and you know, if the fence isn't closed. And, and fall in it, and I and I know somebody who this happened a while ago. Who was a friend of mine. He was an attorney. I did a lot of business with, and somebody dove into. They 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 took a dive in his pool, but they did it on the wrong end. Unfortunately, they did it on. They didn't realize, and they did it on the, the low end of the pool, and they hit their head, and they were severely injured. And of course, he got sued. So with pools, what's the liability? What kind of insurance do you need? And uh, if you rent out your pool, is you know, is that wise, or do you have to get so, special insurance? Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely you need special insurance. The second you start letting people use your pool or to rent it out, that becomes more of a business exposure. And there's no guarantee that a personal homeowner's policy will pick up that liability if someone gets hurt. Now, if you're going away and you tell your neighbor, oh, hey, use my pool whenever you want, and there's no charge, there's no money exchange hands and none of that, then your homeowner's liability will pick it up because you're not making any money on it. But if you have a pool and you rent it out and someone's paying $100 a day, maybe, I, I, I'm not sure what the pricing is, right, but right. if they are paying to use it, then that becomes more of a commercial exposure. And that way you would need a business policy or a general liability policy on a business contract in order to rent that out to make sure you are actually protected if someone were to dive in the shallow end and get hurt. Because the bill, the medical costs when that happens are tremendous and they could be long term. So you don't want to potentially sacrifice your financial future of millions or hundreds of thousands because for one day you wanted to rent out your pool for a hundred dollars. It, you know, there is a cost basis and there is what makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It. it comes down to the, ins- yeah, it comes down to the insured's risk appetite. But if they're willing to take that risk, we would definitely, you know, recommend that you have a business policy in place that will give you that general liability so you can make money without the worry of not being able to ever have it again because you're tied up in a lawsuit. So, Peter, what if you just, you know, you have, like I do, you have a pool, and, you know, you don't rent it out or anything, but people who come over sometimes use it, and God forbid somebody gets hurt in that pool, um, through no fault of anything that you did or that you have that's unsafe, obviously is that that's your liability. I mean, the people could sue you, correct? So would you have like yeah, absolutely done. So how do you like how do you look? You can insure everything. I mean, like you know, you can take insurance. I mean, I mean, well, how do you figure out how much is enough insurance? Because it only takes one freak accident. I mean, really, when you think about it, you know, one stupid freak thing could really ruin mm-hmm. somebody's life in a lot of ways. So how do you know what's enough insurance? Sure. Um, so there's two ways I try and figure this out when I'm talking to an insured. One of them is just flat out asking their net worth. It's a bit of an uncomfortable question, but typically if I'll be insuring you, I like to have a level of trust with you. So I like to think that everyone will see me as someone they can explain that to. And I'll, I, I want to rate their insurance and make sure they're covered based on that. And the second way is actually one of my favorites is I call the Google test. If I can Google your name and you come up as managing director of one of the big banks or CEO of a big company, then we need to start talking about, yeah, we see money or, you know, if someone's filing a lawsuit against you, of course they're going to Google you first, try and figure out how much to sue you for. And then, we want to make sure that you have a uh, liability in the amount equal to your net worth or greater because most people don't go around suing people for a normal amount of money. They start at millions of dollars and eventually the settlement will come in less. But 
Eight well, I'm going to give you a good example. I, I'll never forget. My daughter Eight. called me, and she had a car. You know, she had a slight accident. She was fine. And, of course, that's the most important thing. And she said, Mom, it wasn't my fault. I called the police. They're here. But they said, SOL. I said, SOL? The police said, SOL to you? And I said, she said, yes. I said, well, what does that mean? Well, I can't say it on air, but it's SHR out of luck. Because the guy that hit her, which it was his fault, had no insurance and had no driver's license. So when you have nothing, mm-hmm. you can't get anything. So to your point, I, you know, I think that people see, if they see somebody has money or they believe they do, they're more apt because if somebody doesn't have anything, it's hard to get anything. So do you think yeah. that people that would be in that category should assure themselves a little more? I mean, is, I mean, it's very complicated. And, of course, there's no really exact right answer. I guess it depends on your risk and, 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 I mean, how do you advise people? What's enough insurance? Sure. So here's, here's another example, right? So let's say you live in a, uh, the penthouse apartment in a very luxurious building, and all of a sudden, you know, you want to go take a bath and you let your tub overflow. Now, not right. much water goes down to the person below you, but it's just enough to damage a very valuable piece of art. Well, they could come after you for the damages that you caused them for that extremely valuable piece of art, and then you're on the hook. So we, it's also, you're right, it's not just necessarily your net worth that you want to insure for. You also kind of want to insure for the risks surrounding you. Now, if you know the person downstairs is, has a lot of valuable things, and if you know your neighbors and you don't want to be caught in a position where there's a tremendous lawsuit against you, then let's make sure we have enough liability on your policy so that the insurance carrier will handle Michael, it and you will be... coming to an end. Would you give everybody your number? So, and I'm going to call you during the week, but would you give her... You were great. I want you to come back next week. What? What? How can everybody reach you? Sure. Give me a call at 212-777-7113 and I'll be happy to talk to anyone. Two one two seven 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 one one three. Michael, time flew. I have a lot more questions. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank NA. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.